Hey guys, I'm gonna start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm gonna give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Crystal, talk to us. Tell me one or a couple tactics, strategies, or thoughts we can do before opening our doors to the public. Talking about our startup, what can we do? Yeah, good good question. You know, and this is the stuff that I've done with uh, the two startups I did personally and with the two acquisitions, the two offices I bought and transitioned as well. But it always, for me, starts with direct mail, no matter what. People say direct mail is dead, but again, it depends on who your market is. And so it's not dead for my market. It was that active, independent living retiree, the, you know, the person who was a fee-for-service patient, right? Who lost their insurance. So, you know, what I would look for is like a three-panel brochure-style piece targeted to a, with uh, income and credit scores um, and in a five to seven-mile radius around my practices, okay? And what I would want to do is kind of break it up as a radius because the worst thing you can do and the biggest mistake I see people make with the, any kind of direct mail is, they drop everything at one time. <laughs> so they this large radius and like say 30,000 mailers go out and boom, they all la- go out today. Well, the problem with that is with most direct mail, let's say if it has a, a 2% success rate or a response rate, meaning 2% of the people see it and respond in that first week, which is about a fair average, let's say. That means the office is going to get 600 phone calls that week, okay, from new patients or about 120 a day. And if you're a startup, especially most of you guys only have one person sitting there to answer the phone, guess what's going to happen to most of those leads? They're not going to be able to answer the phone. (laughs) We know an existing patient might call you back, but a new patient won't leave a message. They just go, they disappear. Okay. So what I recommend is you kind of break up uh, that radius around your practice into a series of thirds. And so, and then each of those thirds, you break up into fourths. So in essence, every week, a fourth, if you will, of the each section, somebody in that radius is getting your mailers. Okay. So it's a difference. So in essence, it would take you three full months before you got back to the original people. So everybody gets your piece once every three months. It's in that radius is how we kind of break it up. And now you can digest that down to get that demand to where you'll get the, the team actually has a chance to answer and actually schedule more of these calls, which means you'll get a better chance to have a return on your investment as a result. So you can't think of this as drop it all at once. We got to break this thing up. Send it out over time, okay? Let those that are going to respond, respond. But now the team is ready to actually handle those opportunities so you don't lose them. Like, how do I know? Well, because I did the hard way and I dropped all of them. And then I found I wasn't answering 254 new patient phone calls a month. <laughs> Talk about a, a, you know, a kick in the gut when you realize how bad you're screwing things up. So learn from my mistake, guys. <laughs> you don't have to do that, right? Break it up over time. Uh, give your, cha- your team the best chance to answer those calls. So, you know, direct mail was always key. Uh, I loved newspaper inserts. Most people don't even know what those things are, but, you know, it's a, it's a great real estate. You got an eight by 10 sheet of paper, front and back, full color, glossy, uh, can be inserted in any newspaper in the country. And I, again, I would target a, a radius of those that got the newspaper who lived to, or, around my practice. 
And you target those on either coupon day, like on a Wednesday, let's say. So when moms are cutting out the coupons for the weekend shopping or on a, if you have an older audience, you know, if you don't want families per se, you want an older crowd, I do it on Sunday. Okay. Because more people have the paper on Sunday over the weekends versus during the week sometimes. And, you know, those things cost you like a nickel each. And so something I could turn off and on at will, you know, I'd spend maybe a thousand bucks, 1500 bucks a month on it. But consistently, we get 20 to 30 new patients a month from it. You know, and again, fee-for-service patients. Uh, so a great targeted piece that, that you have control over. Uh, even in today's society, people still read the paper. And my target market still gets the paper, but on certain days. So it's kind of interesting. Even though I dropped my, my piece on coupon days on some time, my ad didn't have a coupon, right? We weren't offering discounted specials. The mindset of the person looking at the coupons is they're going to get a deal. So just by being associated in the coupon section, they already thought they were going to get a deal, even though they paid my full fees. You don't have to give it away. That's the other good news. And of course, the last thing I did was more because, you, you, you know, with marketing, you can either spend money and let somebody else do the work for you and you save time. Or you can do like what you and I love to do, ground marketing, grassroots marketing, where we go out to the people. We go out and find our target market. But that takes more time, but doesn't cost a lot of money necessarily. So guess what you have in those startup days? You got time. So I love like going out there to find like networking groups like uh, Business Network International, BNI, those kind of things where you're connecting with other professionals in other industries and who are likely to send patients your way. And that was always the gift that kept giving for me, just going and having breakfast with this group, you know, once a week on a Wednesday uh, for three straight years. And next thing I know, you know, early on, not only are they becoming my patients, everybody in the group, but then they're sending me all their clients as well. So it was, it was, it cost me a breakfast and a small monthly fee to be a part of the group. I mean, it was nothing, but the time I put into that was invaluable. And here, you know, 19 years later, uh, the majority of those people uh, are still my patients today <laughs> that were in that group and, and they're still sending me referrals. So it's the, in my opinion, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Yeah. The ground marketing is fantastic. I want to rewind a little bit when it comes to the direct mailers, you said it would take you, and I love the way you broke it down, take three full months to cover the community. And then when you, when you reach back again, so the initial time, the first time you're sending it out, should it be different than the second time you're kind of rolling it around? And then the third time, like what was the first message you, you put out? You know, it's the same piece. Uh, I didn't really change much because I want to give it uh, a good six months to test anyway. So I want a potential new patient to be exposed to it at least twice in that six month period. So once every three months. And because again, the, the people they're going to move are going to move, right? They, if they're interested, they're excited, they're going to call within the first two weeks. Um, anything after that, they're not calling. Some people, the, my delayed people will wait four weeks because they got other things going on. There's a vacation, they're going to get to it. So I want to give some time for the laggers to catch up, right? And then a little buffer period. So they're not getting hit with the message too many times. So I think once every three months is plenty, you know, in that small group so that but I'm hitting a different group every week. So I have new potential new clients coming from every different area, every different part of that area throughout that time. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like sometimes people do that full one big, huge drop because it's like, oh man, I get a discount on my, the, my right. pieces, right? The more I get, the more I'm going to get a discount and everything like that. And then let's just do one huge, massive drop, let everybody know. And, and that's it. They kind of don't see the result, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would say, again, if, you, if you're smart, you've got a company like, like my company, like Golden Goose Scheduling, somebody to, uh, or any call center to be your backup to your team, then you might have a chance if you're going to drop a bunch of them, right, to not miss those calls. 
But if you got one person sitting at the front and you, you drop 5,000 mailers, 10,000 mailers, they're not going to be able to handle those opportunities. And unfortunately, you just wasted 80% of the money you just spent as right off the bat. Yeah. How much time before, let's just say we know our opening date, how much time before should we start doing, in your opinion, the newspaper, the ground marketing, and then also the direct mails? Ideally, I like it to hit about two weeks before opening. Okay. Um, you know, you can start doing some online stuff with your website prior to that. Once you get your, you know, your website's about a month out. But uh, truthfully, people don't want to wait more than two weeks to get an appointment anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you're two months out and you're dropping ads and you can't get them in for two months, that doesn't make sense. Right. But if it's two weeks out from the day you're opening, when they call, now you can get them scheduled. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're opening in two weeks, our grand opening. Let's get you, you're first on the books. Okay. People will, will wait for that. So two to no more than three weeks, I wanted to start hitting homes. Got you. And that's with the newspaper too? Same. Same. Okay, got you. Do you recommend like putting any type of uh, deal or anything like that on there? Um, you know what? I'm not a big fan of like the $99 special kind of deals. Um, again, because it breathes the wrong mindset of a potential patient. Uh, you talk about quality versus quantity. It's going to create more quantity of new patient calls, but usually the people that come in, their mindset is on getting a special, getting a deal on everything and getting the lowest possible price on everything. You know, while that may be a a false sense of security, having a butt in the chair today, that person's probably not going to be in the chair tomorrow. They're not coming back because they're off to the next special, the next office kind of thing. Um, so what I've advised, uh, people I work with is to, to, instead of doing a $99 special, double it. If that's what they see, then go the other way. So do a $199 special instead. And what happens with that is people see $99. My ideal patient's going to look at that and go, you know what, but it sounds good, but what's the catch? That sounds too cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a bad experience versus if you double it 199, when then normally the price would be 300, let's say. That mindset patient is going to go, all right, well, that's just getting something off for doing what I knew I needed to do anyway. Okay, I can do that. So I would prefer the, to speak to that person, that mindset instead. Okay. Yeah. And having a, an offer that's just higher it was going to help me do that. And I've had offices do that, put test that $199 special when others are doing $99 specials. And they got to reap the rewards of it. <laughs> so um, trust me when I say it works. Uh, I would always do that. I would say um, free second opinion is always a great offer mm-hmm. because who tends to get the dental work is usually the one who gets the second opinion uh, because it's just another authority, another expert telling the person and confirming that they have a problem and that they need something done. And usually by convenience, if they like you in that moment, they're going to do the work with you as the second opinion. So if I'm going to give anything free, it's going to be for a free second opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not giving away the exam and x-ray, so to speak, when people will pay for it. And, that, you know, those are kind of my two go-tos. Uh, and, and the big thing is, I think, is that message, your headline to grab folks is, because you got open chair time, you got capacity, right? So that's what people are searching for. They're looking to get into someplace today or fairly soon. So at, as part of your headline to grab their attention, it should always say, call today, get in today. You need a cleaning? We'll get you in today. Because <laughs> uh, that's really what's going to grab their attention. You go, oh, wait, I get in now? These other offices I called, I couldn't get in for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. My heart tooth hurts now. Okay, I'm going to get in today. Yeah, I like that. For somebody searching to get in today, it's not about a deal. They just want to get in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, I noticed like whenever I'm talking with you, Chris, like you, you like to 
see the mindset of the person, right? You know what I mean? Like going more the, I guess, the way they're thinking, uh, which is really, really smart. You know what I mean? Instead of kind of following the, the same train of thought of like, oh, everybody's doing the, like, I don't know, free exam and x-rays, the 99 patient special, right? It's like, let's, let's test it. Let, let's, let's do this a little bit different. So what's really quick before people open a piece of advice you want to give uh, the startup listeners or anybody listening who's about to be open and they're listening to this, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what Chris is telling me. What's a piece of advice, I guess you wish you would like to have, or you want to give out to people that you're kind of seeing in some of the forums, you're like, that's not the right, you're not thinking the right way. Yeah. Well, I think obviously number one is that the team has to have backup on the telephone. Okay. I don't care if you hired the best person with the best phone skills ever. If you've only got one person answer the phone, you got one phone line. Okay. And you're new. Every potential new patient is critical to your success. You got to speak to them. Unfortunately, when that one person is being pulled in five different directions, because they got to verify insurance, they're on hold with the insurance company. They're trying to confirm tomorrow's appointments. They're trying to check somebody in. They're trying to check a patient out. Oh, now I got to go present a treatment plan over here because we got to collect today, right? We got to get some treatment going. When they're pulled in five different directions and they're not able to answer the phone, that's what kills your momentum. That's what kills your growth from the start. And I wish I'd understood that better in the early days, right? I, I just kept looking at it as an expense. Like I'm only going to hire one person because that's all I can afford. Well, back in my day, you know, we didn't really have call centers. So it was kind of like, I should have hired two from day one. That was stupid, <laughs> right? Because I, I could have totally paid for that second person just in the opportunities we lost on the telephone. And then, of course, making sure they're trained. Anybody who's answering that phone needs to be, have good training to understand the mindsets of who they're talking to. As I said, half the time what I found is the patient does try to put up a barrier to scheduling. So the team needs to understand the mindset of where they're coming from and some strategies to help them get around that, so to speak, to lead to an appointment. But the other half of the time, the team actually puts up a barrier to scheduling that person. They prejudge them. They think they know who they're talking to. Oh, I don't want that person here. No, I've seen that person before. And the reality is what happens when you assume, right? Most of the time you're wrong, okay? And it just hurts the practice on top of that. So being able to identify those prejudices and eliminate those from the get-go and having the, the skills to do that, I think are key for not only for your team, but whoever's going to be backup to the team as well. So if you, you know, you don't think a call center for you then start out with two people at the front. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, look at it for what it is. It's an investment. Okay. It, it, your revenue should go up. Anytime you add any kind of service or add a new employee to your practice, revenue should always rise to more than compensate for what you're paying that person. If it does, it's not really an expense. It's an investment. Okay. And I like investments. Investments are key for startups. I like that. Awesome, Chris. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find them on the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. Or where can they reach out to you directly? Yeah, probably the easiest way is just email me at uh, chris at drphelpshelps.com. Awesome. So guys, that's going to be in the show notes below. And Chris, thank you so much for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. Thanks, Michael. 